To the new seasons of Willie Brown School podcasts, coming up in this episode. Migration has been a, a very recent topic, uh, relatively new to this state. There are, as you also know, a lot of issues with regards to uh, reactions of the people to migration topics and refugees. There are also lots of other areas which the federal level policies do not cover, and that's the areas where the federal policies come to play. Hello everyone and welcome again for a new session of the Willy Brand School podcast. I am Jesus Rensulo and with me is Clara Law. Hello everyone. Yes, today、uh, would be the first episodes of podcast for the 2022, and also it would be the first episodes in the year of Tiger. So as our student from Billy Brown School are so diversity background, I wish everyone something fine, happy Lunar New Year. It's always great to see so much diversity in the Willy Brandt School and in everywhere. The, the more diverse societies become, the better. And one of the things that make diversity happen is exactly migration. So in this quarter, the theme of our podcast is on migration and refugees. The last episode we chatted about Venezuelan migration with Dr. Paul Pablo Garcia and a research fellow Eva Serrano from an academic perspective, which was amazing. But this time, we want to come back to Germany. Because the new coalition is trying to improve migration policies and migration conditions, so let's try to understand the situations from where the Brand School is, that is Thuringia, and view it from a frontline practitioner perspective. Yes, we are so delighted to have our Brand School alumni, Mr. Ramat Batua, with us, who graduated in 2018 and now work as a coordinator at the Ministries of Migrations and Justice of the Free State of Thuringia. It He have lots of first-hand experience. Let's welcome him. Let's go. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Mr. Batur. It's a pleasure to have you here in the Willy Brandt School podcast. Yeah, we are honored to have you、uh, to bring us to some practitioner、uh, frontside perspective. First,、uh, my question is that to help our audience understand, would you please help us to share the big pictures of the migrations and refugee situations in Thuringia, and what are you working on to help them? Thanks for having me. Well,、um, Thuringia is a relatively small. 
federal state in terms of population. Uh, 2.6% of the German population live in this state, and there are not a lot of big cities here. And uh, the other aspect is that uh, the state of Thuringia has been part of the uh, East Germany, the so-called Democratic Republic of Germany, and the last 30 years it has been united with the other four Bundesländer or the federal states uh, with the West Germany. I'm talking about this aspect because um, uh, it also shows that migration has been uh, a very recent topic, uh, uh, relatively new to this state. Wow. Uh, if you compare to some other uh, German states uh, or federal states in Germany, like the neighboring Hessen, in 2020, 16,9% uh, uh, of the population in Hessen uh, were persons with uh, non-German uh, citizenship or foreigners. And if you see also the numbers uh, uh, regarding migration uh, or the people with the migration background in uh, Thuringia, it's quite low relative to the other uh, German federal states. In 2020, the statistics show that 8.4% of the people in this um, state were persons with migration background. Um, the big picture of uh, migration in Thuringia is uh, quite uh, a very new phenomena here. And that's why uh, you see that there are a lot of sentiments uh, and resistance against the new cultures and the topic of migration. And there are a lot of uh, discussion with regards to the right wing. And there are some actors like the IFT who are using such sentiments to grow their uh, political base. Um, Interestingly, uh, the, the numbers and percentage of migration is not how you would see them or how you would uh, receive and see in the media. Uh, about 53% uh, of people with uh, a foreign passport uh, who are living in Germany, uh, in Thuringia, or people from um, European countries. Uh, that's an interesting uh, number. Uh, for me, it was interesting because uh, there's a lot of discussion uh, on the topic of refugees, but refugees include a very small number of, uh, uh, relatively small number of uh, uh, migrants and refugee uh, and, and uh, foreigners here. That is extremely interesting, Mr. Bautur. And it's, it's also in impressive, the fact that you are right now working uh, as in a government office of a state that normally is seeing this new phenomenon as of migration and immigration and refugees since as you said Thuringia is quite new in this wave of immigrants coming to to to, to the land so we want to know because we know that since you were in the brand school you have been advocating for the welfare of Afghanistan refugees, of Afghan refugees, you know? And now that you are working in a ministry, which is a great step, having experience for both sides, what do you think are the best aspects of the German refugee and migrant policies? What would you highlight? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, another aspect I wanted to also share with you is that 
the, the topic of migration is not only with foreigners coming to Turinga, it's also, it has been the last 30 years that a lot of uh, uh, local Turingians were uh, migrating to the West Germany. And that's also a trend which has been uh, very remarkable. And uh, that's uh, also kind of a gap that the migrants and refugees uh, fill here because the population in Turinga is decreasing or has been decreasing a lot. And that's, um, uh, that's a gap that migrants and refugees fill. Uh, um, there are, uh, as you also know, there are a lot of uh, uh, issues with regards to uh, reactions of the people uh, to migration topics and refugees uh, in particular. Um, that's also because of the uh, the novelty of uh, this topic in this state and also because of the uh, structure of the state. Uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, rural areas in Turingia as compared to the other uh, federal states. In, in Turingia, you have you have very small uh, number of uh, cities and most of the population live in rural areas and there are less contacts and there has been historically of, uh, also uh, less contacts with the uh, foreign cultures and other people who look different or believe different. Uh, I joined the Little Brown School in 2016 and uh, I saw that uh, in Erfurt and in Turingen there are a lot of uh, actors who are working in the field of migrations but uh, there is no voice uh, for the growing number of Afghan refugees here and we started uh, an NGO in 2018 to uh, somehow create uh, a place where Afghan refugees are supported and uh, welcomed and also have a voice to advocate for their rights. It's general. We have been working for uh, you know, as, as MOVE, IFAO, as we call uh, Migrants Umid Fine, um, founded in 2018, uh, to advocate and support uh, refugees in daily uh, in daily matters and also in the political and uh, uh, networks uh, which are active in the field of policy making. So, uh, but uh, that was just the beginning and uh, uh, what I have seen in the last three years uh, since 2019, I have been working in the Ministry of Migration uh, in the uh, Part of the team of the Commissioner for Integration, Migration, and Refugees, we have uh, we have been uh, uh, working for the uh, refugees, migrants, and with uh, different organizations uh, and uh, uh, associations, networks, initiatives uh, who have been active uh, uh, in the last uh, decade and also particularly since two thousand fifteen and sixteen. Well, the history is like this. Um, 2015-16, there was a very big uh, wave of migration to Turingia and uh, a, a kind of uh, a completely new phenomenon uh, that the state has never seen before. And uh, there was a lot of uh, readiness of uh, the, the population here to accept migrants, support them in daily uh, basis and uh, volunteer for them. Um, 2015-16 was somehow also chaotic and uh, because uh, 
Germany and Syringa in particular was not also so ready to to uh, and also did not expect such a big wave of migration. Well, let me tell you also about the uh, what uh, the Commissionary of Migration, Integration, Refugees uh, uh, is doing, and uh, what uh, our team and our our chief, uh, our chefs also, uh, in German said said uh, is doing. Uh, that's also quite uh, uh, new, maybe for a lot of the uh, students of uh, public policy, uh, and also a very interesting policy aspect uh, in regards to migration. Uh, the so-called uh, Beauftragte für Integration, Migration und Flüchtlinge des Freistaats Thüringen, or the uh, Commissioner of Migration, Integration and Refugees of the Free State of Thuringia, is uh, a political position uh, which is uh, appointed by the Thuringian government. Uh, it, the position was created actually in 1991, but it has been uh, a very small uh, team of through two to three persons uh, since uh, since then until 2014 2015 um, Miriam Kropa Miriam uh, was uh, appointed as the commissioner uh, for the for this position and she brought a very new life uh, and breadth in this uh, position uh, also because of um, the necessity that a lot of new migrants and refugees came newly in the state of Thuringia and they needed uh, immediate support and help and there were a lot of structural gaps that has to be built and this team grew up uh, to 10 uh, and currently nine persons uh, we are nine people here in the team of uh, the uh, commissioner and uh, our mandate or the mandate of the commissioner is uh, actually to represent the interests of uh, foreigners that includes refugees and migrants uh, in Thuringia and to balance the interests between Germans and foreigners uh, and mediate the, the different positions when it comes to political or uh, any kind of disputes they're kind of the the long arm of the Thuringian government, uh, which is also independent and reaches all the communities of migrants and refugees in Thuringia, uh, listens to their uh, problems, their wishes, their issues, and also translates these into policy suggestions to the state of Thuringia. Simply amazing, Mr. Bator. It's so much that you're doing, to be honest. All the work that the commission and you are doing is simply impressive. Uh, sure. I just wanted to comment. Um, all what we are doing is the word we uh, took to, uh, to consider uh, and emphasize because it's not just uh, me as a person. Uh, it's uh, mainly our team and our structure and our political mandate that we have, but also the different actors who are working together. This is like so encouraging to see that from the last uh, couples of years, the ministry have like uh, big improvements from setting up the team to understanding the need. But you have mentioned some policy gap. Can you give us some like concrete examples, like what policy gap is that, and and which agency is helping to improve it? Uh, sure, uh, there is. Um, 
Uh, first to say the German uh, federal system is a relatively complex political system and uh, that means uh, you have different layers or levels of uh, decision making and policy making. You have the federal uh, level or the federal state and you have the local or uh, state level um, governments and you have also the uh, communal or uh, district level uh, decision making uh, um, or um, decision-making uh, actors. Um, you have, of course, when you when we, in such a system, you will have also some gaps uh, when it comes to uh, a big topic like migration. Um, I'll, I'll start with this uh, topic, for example, uh, integration measures for the uh, refugees and migrants. So, uh, there is a very huge support uh, from the federal level uh, in terms of supporting uh, financially and also with integration measures like language courses to uh, refugees and migrants uh, who live uh, all over the German uh, federal state uh, or the country. But there are also some groups of uh, people who cannot uh, participate in such integration courses. Uh, for example, uh, in Turinga, uh, we have witnessed, uh, or our ministry has witnessed uh, this uh, gap uh, that uh, some of some groups of refugees and migrants who have not received uh, um, allowance to stay in Germany. Uh, or their asylum case was rejected, they could not take part in the integration courses normally uh, given for the for the refugees. So uh, this is this was a gap because this group of people did not have anything to do, anything useful in their time. Uh, just wait uh, for the decision of the court or the decision of the federal agency for uh, migration and refugees well uh, the ministry uh, with the with the uh, initiation of our uh, our team uh, started this program uh, uh, so called start education or start bildung uh, which is covering any person aged uh, 18 to 35 uh, or, or the persons who are uh, not uh, um, supposed to go to school. Well, when you're over 18 or 18, you do not have the duty to join the school. Uh, any person below 18 in Germany has the right and also is uh, uh, obliged to, to join, uh, to go to a normal school. But people who are young refugees who did not have, uh, who are not in that age uh, and did not have a Previous uh, education, they could join this uh, this course, uh, Startbildung, um, and that was a kind of a gap that was uh, filled with the state level uh, policy making. And um, there are also lots of other uh, areas uh, which uh, the the federal level uh, policies do not cover. And that's the uh, kind of areas where the federal policies uh, come to play. Uh, for example, uh, for the first time in Germany uh, in 2019, uh, uh, Turingia or the Ministry of Migration of Turingia started uh, a hotline, uh, a very uh, comprehensive hotline for translation, the so-called Landesprogramm Dolmetschen or the 
federal or the state program uh, interpretation. It's a free and uh, unlimited uh, hotline uh, for translation and interpretation, uh, mainly interpretation in audio or um, uh, video uh, modes uh, for all the actors. Everyone can use this program. It's an online uh, voice and video uh, interpretation system. In some of uh, the frequently used languages, you can get uh, without any prior appointment, you can get in three to four minutes uh, uh, an, interpreter, an interpreter. Uh, free of cost online and uh, just solve the problem of the migrants and refugees who have been yeah, looking for your service. It's impressive how much is done and it's impressive how, how much effort it's put into all this work. And that makes me think that uh, when we see these crises such as migration waves, I think that I always believe that these times of hardship make people work more in favor of good things. And that's why it, I, I was really impressed when I saw the, the new coalition agreement and their new policies on migration and their idea of opening, opening migration, Germany becoming a, a migrant state, a migration state. What are your opinions about the new policies that are proposed by the German coalition, the Ampel Coalition? Uh, well, there is uh, actually... Uh, the need to be done much more than has been done uh, and uh, we are looking forward to the promises that uh, this new coalition in the federal level is uh, giving and um, of course uh, all those suggestions and plans that they have this they are not translated into concrete uh, uh, laws and uh, policies that could be uh, yeah, explained and also uh, we cannot say uh, if it works, if it doesn't work, but in general, this is uh, a very drastic move and very uh, optimistic move towards Anwanderungsland, uh, so-called, or the uh, or an immigration country, uh, a modern one. Uh, I hope uh, it will be uh, very interesting in the last in the next four years to look how they would do this, uh, and we're. We are also excited. Uh, uh, there are some topics that are particularly interesting. Well, the first, that the recognition of um, uh, the, the the recognition of double nationality uh, and quicker naturalization of, or uh, getting citizenship through naturalization, uh, they will reduce this uh, waiting time for. Uh, citizenship from eight to five years and in special cases to three years and that will be a uh, very uh, yeah, cutting edge improvement in this uh, area for Germany. Family reunifications is also a topic very important for refugees uh, in particular because uh, refugees are here and have family members uh, back home uh, they need to be uh, they need to be brought here and um, one of the new suggestions which i hope will uh, will be done uh, soon is that they will not require language courses for the family reunification which means in the past they you you have to uh, show a certificate of uh, eins or as in order to uh, be able to apply for a visa among others 
and there are some other topics like uh, the possibility for refugees who have uh, a rejected asylum case and to to join or change the lanes uh, so to say as they have uh, they've described Axel to start uh, working like or uh, to prove themselves in the uh, work market uh, and uh, and that way receive a, a, a residence a permit we, we, we have been waiting and uh, we are excited excited and waiting for the for the concrete laws that they will uh, pass through the Bundestag and uh, um, we'll see how it works and how it goes. Great, yes. The last questions I asked as a Sprantians as I'm really ex- um, inspired to when I uh, read on your journeys that um, you yourself have uh, and your families have gone through an emotional roller coaster last year after the Afghanistan crisis and the journey from you start, you'll have your scholarship study in effort and then you do your advocacy work and then now you're helping in the ministry and also helping giving back uh, to your community. I see a lot of like uh, respond on the websites to caring to the refugees from the Afghanistan. So I would really like to know it's like it must be not easy to, 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 to along this journey. What do you think about it and what have you learned in, in it? Well, uh, personally, as you also may have the experience, uh, wherever you have grown up, uh, that will be uh, a place where you will keep in your heart and your mind for all your life. Uh, I've been in the last six years in Germany and before that in other countries and mainly in Afghanistan because I've grown up there in the last uh, years, uh, uh, summer change like political uh, upheaval and changes that uh, occurred in the country has been following me in the last last five, six months uh, so intensively because it's not uh, a normal situation back home. And uh, I'm quite happy that my family uh, made it to flee the the, the dangerous uh, situation there. And uh, what I have experienced in the last uh, four months is that uh, when refugees are here uh, settled uh, in a uh, Gemeinschaftsunterkunft or a, a residence uh, a residency here uh, they will be uh, in need of a lot of accompanying a lot of uh, support and uh, in terms of language emotion in terms of daily uh, daily orientation um, and I have experienced uh, for the second time firsthand uh, that this is so important to have volunteers from the local population who support refugees and migrants uh, in, in orientation and integration. I knew the language and it was easy for my family to, to get orientated in this uh, city and also in the bureaucracy uh, of uh, German state but I can imagine how difficult it is for the people who have no one here. And that's why my job uh, is so valuable, uh, much more than before. That's, it's so much to learn. Like from you, there's so much to learn considering so much experience that you have. We want to thank you so much for being here with us today, for taking some of your time that we know it's really important, that we know it's, it's crucial for the development of a good 
migration practices, not only in Thuringia, but since Thuringia is only one of the German states, it's also about policy learning between them. So it's also creating a good trend. Thank you so much. Uh, we wanted to, to know more about Germany and we ended up learning not only about Germany, but also about how Germany changes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's nice to be with you. Thank you so much. That was a great episode, Clara. So tell me, it's a lot to take her in, of course. Uh, Mr. Batur talked about so many things that go on in Thuringia and in the ministry and in the committee. But if you could take something out, what would you take? Yeah, I'm in fact still digesting because the story is so inspirational. And it also so nice to understand of the state more. Like there, I, there, there are so many good new initiatives and I'm also very encouraged by his own experience. I completely agree. He's simply a model figure for everyone that wants to work in what they believe in and what they want to do. What I love about it is how the state of Thuringia included him into the policy making process, because including people that are, have been in both sides of the spectrum, both being a migrant, person that has suffered the, the problems of migration, and being a migrant officer or as public servant on the topic of migration, I think it brings an insight that is unique and that is necessary for policy learning and for policy development. So I think it was great. That, was, that would be my first thing to take. Yeah, it's a, such a good sharing. Sadly, we have to finish this episode. Thanks for your listenings and please stay tuned for more content on the topic of migration next time. Meanwhile, don't forget to follow us on social media, on Facebook and LinkedIn. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you.